This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. So I've been thinking a lot about the uh, shipping industry in Hong Kong lately. <laughs> oh, sure, me too. <laughs> and they kind of, but they're like obviously recording on different days, they're in different studios, and they have this what did you find out? Well, and it, it's the most staged American-style conversation, and it just makes me feel like the unpopular kid. <laughs> it's so awful, and it's so perky about everything. Like, wow, that's fascinating. They've never just dropped into the turbine hall and no, exactly. mid-conversation just dropped into whatever you know Dave Green had to say for himself about the the big black box. So that that's our all by way of our apologies for the, the audio of this episode, which is recorded in a noisy pub. Shifran yep. <laughs> stopped hours today is uh, back in King's Cross and as you might be able to hear we're in <laughs> we're in a bar we're out, uh, somewhere between outdoors and indoors it's quite a strange uh, strange place actually we're essentially in the the platform hall but in the upstairs bit so yeah eagle-eyed uh, eagle-eared listeners will recognize where we are just based on the, uh, the acoustics <laughs> I think anyone's that good I hope so uh, somebody did, I think, actually. <laughs> I, I seem to remember that happened last time we recorded here. But yeah, we, we have got a roof over us. It's just it's about 300 foot high. <laughs> <laughs> That's full of pigeons. <laughs> so, Ru, are you ready for your Easter quiz that me and Lee just wrote for you in five minutes before you arrived? Hit me with your Easter questions, Layla and Lee. <laughs> okay. They're not actually, I mean, it's like my Christmas quiz. There, there's a, they're out films and stuff. Um, <laughs> but they have an Easter s- theme to them. Now, we, we don't know the answers to all these, so we have to look <laughs> oh, them up. Oh, that's good. That's fair. So you may... You may we look them up um, afterwards. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're not expecting you to get them all, but it may be interesting anyway. Um, might be able to blag it. <laughs> which band created the theme, or which musicians created the theme tune for Easter movie Donnie Darko? Um... That's really annoying because it's it's a song called Mad World, yes. <laughs> uh, and it's a brilliant song. I think it was Christmas number one. Mad World, <laughs> and it's not Tears for Fears, but it's a more modern band than that. Uh, no, I've um, I've gone completely blank, but I'm glad that I knew the name of the song. Tell me, what was the name of the band? Do you remember? It, well, it's two men. <laughs> it's Gary Jules. Gar- it's Gary Jules. Michael Andrews. I guess so, but <laughs> those are the men. Right. And is that what they call themselves? They call themselves Gary Jules. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure they did. So that's interesting. I I thought they maybe had a band name, but no, just just the name of the man. No, they they never saw the need. They, um, <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> the other Donnie Darker question we have. Yeah, good. I'm um, glad. I'm glad there's Donnie Darker questions. <laughs> Much easier. Yeah. Who plays Donnie Darko's sister? Older sister. Donnie yeah, Darko's older sister. Um, I have not seen it for quite a long time. I'm quite glad that I knew the name of the song. Um, I, yeah, I certainly couldn't name the sister, I'm afraid. I feel like you'll, I've let you'll you You'll know. kick yourself when I tell you. Well, you say that. I'm not sure I could name who played Donnie Darko, let alone who played his sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe a rabbit was in it, but I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I could, I could name the actor, but I don't know if I could pronounce it right. Actually, Lee, maybe you can pronounce. It's not in the Marvel Universe, so... uh... (laughs) Donnie Darko was played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Thank you. It was definitely Gyllenhaal rather than Gyllenhaal. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't... I I can't look this up. I'm sorry. Him out of Hurt Locker and other things. 
see him yeah. in a, a uh, thing again. Source Code is another one. Yeah, he did. Source Code is in that. That's quite fun. Um, it, his sister was played by his real life sister, Maggie G- Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Oh, well, yeah. they're, they're quite the brother sister partner ship. <laughs> I don't think we've done anything else together. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, based on that one example. <laughs> If you're going to play They're someone's sister, team. it must be a, a, an unfair advantage to actually be the sister. That's, that's not acting. You're going to get that job straight away. Like, also, you look quite similar. And just stuff. turning yeah. up. What is the name of the company that owns the mines in Easter movie Alien? It's not the Jupiter Mining Corps. Um, that's really annoying. Again, tip of tongue. Go on, Lee, tell me. That's with W. The corporation? Well, well... It's a, ma- a man's surname because we see him in the in the thing later in the in the thingy. In the thingy, yes. He, he's called like Welland or Well. Well, is it Well something? Well, <laughs> well, almost. Um, oh, this is terrible! I thought you'd get it straight away. Oh, I'm less of a geek than you, Ali. What's the the corporation yeah. from Alien? Yeah, is Weyland Yutani. Whoa. It's a partnership. <laughs> you didn't even know. In the, in, in the notional backstory when they were first making it, it, it was uh, this 70s idea that like um, some equivalent of British Leylands merged with a uh, sort of like Japanese corporation in the future. And then does he push them out? So later in the universe of Alien, we see him in some films Prometheus. we see him in Prometheus yes well the twist with Prometheus which I, which you're as the audience is supposed to realise yeah. is it's actually a prequel to Alien oh okay <laughs> right <laughs> okay now I yeah. I had forgotten that <laughs> because you see things in it you see references to things you've already seen yeah. so it's easy to assume it's not a prequel it's easy to assume that's a sequel I feel like I've just let our audience down quite badly again but one of the things about prequels, and this is the same with a lot of them, is that yes, they do share a lot of characters and situations. They don't have to be in the same order. I, I, I'm not sure how to explain. Like, yes, time is linear. However, with the magic of movies. Yeah, no, I, I feel bad. I think we should move on. Okay. I, I, like the, I like the idea that every story has to be told after another story, though, so like, by now. Any, any film has to be set like in a billion years in the future because we've told so many stories after the next one. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know if you'll get this based no, on your progress. No, certainly not. Who, executive produ- who was no. a surprising executive producer no <laughs> of Easter movie Howard the Duck? You want to know who exec produced Howard the Duck? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you what Howard the Duck looks like. I couldn't tell you what species Howard the Duck is. What the name of Howard the Duck is? I assume he's a duck called Howard. I don't know if it's an animation or a live action adventure. Yeah, I have no idea who exactly. So, as you can imagine, this was a lead question because I didn't, I didn't know any of these things either. George Lucas, a surprising executive producer indeed. Yes. Given that I know him more for serious works. <laughs> you don't know anything about Howard the Duck. It might be about a serial killer. You don't know. <laughs> it might not be about a literal know? duck. I'm really warming up. I'm having to unzip my fleece. I'm so embarrassed. Are you wearing another fleece underneath? I've got a, I've got a, a hoodie underneath double, my fleece. He's double fleecing. <laughs> I've got the hoodie underneath the fleece. Wow. I bought some new gloves, which are those touch screen ones. I might put them on. They were two pounds in Tiger, so I thought they. Um, I think they're stretchy because I've got quite 
big hands. With the hoodie underneath the fleece, you are re- really approaching the, uh, the the stock kind of like homeless New Yorker kind of character. Thanks, me. <laughs> we need to start a big bit of fire somewhere under a bridge. Uh, putting my new gloves on. Oh, these are nice. Oh, very good. Two pounds they were. Can't go wrong. And they've got some uh, conductive fibres in the fingertips. Yeah, supposedly. Although this isn't a touchscreen, so mm. obviously <laughs> that won't work. <laughs> didn't, that didn't do anything. Yeah. Didn't work with a regular finger. Uh, <laughs> I'll try the gloves <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> Maybe they'll help. <laughs> the gloves. <laughs> they do like nothing. It. See, Simpsons reference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well done. <laughs> I don't have many Simpsons references at my sleeve. I don't have any. The goggles, they do nothing. It's great, that's uh, the best thing. He knows all the, all the codes, the episode codes at the end of every episode. Not is it? anymore. I used to. Yeah. It's terrifying. That's, I, that. <laughs> How many episodes of The Simpsons are there? I'm going to go 350. No, more than that. Is there one for every day of the year? I, well, I don't know, but it's been running for... Uh, 20 years? More than 20 years? Yeah, well, like... Wow. Is it still it's, going? It's been running since the early 90s, yeah, so there's yeah. there's still ones, new ones being made. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, and there's about 24 episodes a year, so... So the answer is shitloads of episodes of Simpsons. More than you need. That's, yeah, way too many. So I feel like Lee has become our kind of pocket Reddit. Yeah. If I want to know about a thing, exactly. I think Lee normally would have a good like set of what the internet thinks about it ready to go. I'm, I'm, I feel <laughs> disappointed about this, Lee. I thought you would have said, well, the last series wasn't as good, but then they brought in this guest animator and he was he turned it around. No, this isn't this isn't up your up your alley. I don't know. I, I think I think I was done. I think if you follow something for more than a decade, you, surely that surely you, you, you're done by then. It's too you much. You know, it, it's like you're just going to keep seeing. Eventually. You're only ever going to appreciate the things that uh, you recognise. Yeah, we could talk about the new Red Dwarfs in that context, I suppose, as well. But, um, Maybe it's <laughs> anyway. a similar thing. Next question, uh, Leila. Yes, next question. Now, we thought you might get this because you have a child. Um, Ooh, is it about Paw Patrol? I know all about Paw Patrol. <laughs> no, it, it, Paw you Patrol is more Paw... of a Christmas film than an Easter film. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paw, no, Paw Patrol's a series, it isn't is, it? It is. Like there are seven series. Yeah, he loves it. He specifically likes the episode where they save the baby octopus. So, basically, we watch that episode now. Nice. Again and again and again. That sounds like a good message. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're all about saving people. They're, uh, they are, um, they're all good pups, Lola. <laughs> are they kind of um, vigilante superhero type dogs, or are they like uh, an organised, uh, an organised law enforcement team? Yeah, more the latter. You have to think yeah. Thunderbirds. Who's funding them? Exactly. <laughs> it's genuinely good television. Good in all senses of the word. There's no killing. There's no. There's no uh, horrible murders and, and torture. It's really. It's really good. It so often is in these children's programmes. Exactly. It's pretty. It's pretty whole whole wholesome clean fun uh, and the messages are obviously very very positive and uplifting but the quality of the animation is very good and the jokes are quite good and there's something it's not quite Simpsons in it's like there's something in it for the parents yeah. but it is uh, it's still just about watchable until you are forced to watch the same episode repeatedly at which point it does slightly lose its appeal but yeah I, I think if you're um, if are you're you starting out are you re- recommending <laughs> people check out Paw Patrol I think anyone even without children would benefit from watching a couple of episodes of Paw Patrol. I think it'd be good for you. Chicken soup for the soul, Lee. Yeah. This is like when my cousin said, oh, you have to, she's got two small small girls, and she said, you have to watch the uh, Sticky Sticky Stick Stick song. It's amazing. And then you sit through it, and you're like, Sounds yeah, good. great. 
great. <laughs> it sounds repetitive. Maybe if you're a parent. Yeah, it is. How do you not know about it? It's, I'd heard, I had heard about it before, <laughs> before that situation. <laughs> and I didn't even have children. Um, yeah, it's, um, there's a character, which you probably will know, who is some sort of bear. And he's quite um, two-dimensional and he's quite big and brown, I think. Haddington No, bear. no, not like a really fa- It's a new, a new one. Okay. Quite round face. Like Dougie. A, yes! Dougie. Dougie's pretty good. Dougie has the sticky stick song. Dougie, I think, is voiced by uh, Alexander... What's his name? Zander Armstrong, that's it. Um, I think that's right. I think he does the narration on it. Um, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's good. That's, that's also definitely very watchable. Probably more enjoyable, actually, I think. Because it's... Um, yeah. It's got a slightly more surreal sense of humour. Yes. I quite like it. I saw because it's kind of animated in the and in a quite an artistic way and yeah it was quite nice. Um, anyway, yeah, it's Paw Patrol animated. I mean, they don't use obviously they don't use real dogs. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, very hard to train to rescue yeah. octopuses. <laughs> no, I was. Well, I mean, that sort of went out of fashion. I was thinking the other day. I, I was. <laughs> so you remember a few weeks ago there was a lot of news stories about unexploded bombs in London. Um, there was a week where there were two World War Two bombs that caused a load of travel disruption. Closed, same week. Closed down City Airport, I think. That's right. Um, there were a few things that got diverted, and then I remembered that I'd seen as a child very memorably. Um, a kids show which was a live action animal the animal did the rescuing thing Lassie. like Flipper or Lassie yeah. see there, there were loads of those weren't there yeah. in the, back in the day they're doing another Benji movie Benji oh, they? I love Benji he was brilliant Netflix, is, Netflix has got the Benji rights Exciting. gritty Benji reboot coming right up we'll see how, <laughs> we'll see what that's like but I remembered there was an episode with a, a water mine so like you know the spiky um, marine mine thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? It looks like a spiky ball. A floating, floating mine in the with water. spikes. Yeah. And a ship will touch one of the spikes and it will blow up. I guess, yeah. It's, I think that's what one of those things is for. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Okay, a floating and mine. They fa- and they find one. So I thought it must have been Flipper that ah. this happened in. But I looked it up, couldn't find any episodes of Flipper that oh, resembled right. it. Turns out it was Gentle Ben because they Shit. go out on a boat in that as well. Yeah. Is that based in... Um, Canada or...? Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was the USA or Canada, but yeah, it's definitely... It's Alaska. Oh, it's Alaska. That would make sense. Because there aren't grizzly bears in Florida, which is where I nearly suggested that uh, gentlemen they might do be have those, They do have those boats in Florida. I, don't, so. I mean, I don't know if he's exactly supposed to be a wild bear, though. He might just be <laughs> like a sort of friend of the family who kind of hangs out with them and... But, uh, just yeah. steals their food out of their bins and hangs out with the children like oh, the kids risky. are going off to play with the bear again <laughs> you've seen the uh, it's not Lars von Trey what's he called uh, the German director um, v- v- W it's going to come to me uh, he directs a film called Grizzly Man I oh, think oh yeah no Werner Herzog Werner Herzog I have seen Grizzly that, Man oh, that's, that's a dark film yeah, oh, yeah you don't want that you don't want that in your life. Well, so you do. It's I, good. I think Lee's been looking up oh. where Gentle Ben is set. There you go. The book is set in Alaska. I think. Uh, I think so. Florida's too warm. I don't think. I don't think we saw any. Uh, so, is it, so is it based gators. on a book? Yeah. Look at that terrifying picture. It's like a bear the size of this. Like. That's an know. unrealistically large bear. <laughs> For it's listeners who want child. to follow along at home, we're uh, we're on Wikipedia. Obvs. The book is set in Alaska. Yes. The yes. film. Set in the Florida Everglades. No. Oh, wow. I had some deep 
subconscious knowledge about the setting of Gen Gentle Bend there. I think it might be entirely because of the, the boats that float on the water. Yeah, they have rafts in it, and, and it opens with the, the theme tune, which you'll remember as soon as you hear it. They've got like a raft with a sort of outboard motor on it yeah. thing, haven't they? With a big fan on the back. That's, the, that's right, that's, yeah. That's how you get around Florida. That's probably why I Is knew it was Florida. Oh. Yeah, definitely. And then you can go over the top of the alligators. Easy. Wow. Yeah. The reason that we are talking about children's shows is because um, I was going to ask you about Chicken Run. Have you seen it? The Ardman creation. Yes. Uh, I have seen Chicken Run. Yeah. Are you going to ask me a difficult question um, about it? No, I, we're literally. <laughs> Can you name any character, any actor who does any of the voices in Chicken Run? Oh, um, yeah. There was a man, <laughs> and he was in. Close. He was in um, a film. Uh, no, a, a series of of uh, TV programs set in Yorkshire with Nora Batty, and he <laughs> played. Well, and he died last year, and he played Wallace. The man who likes cheese, and I can't remember his name, okay, but I can okay. name him. Um, so <laughs> what is this in Chicken Run? Yeah, of course he is. It's the Bolson Gromit film. I also was not sure about this, but I haven't seen it in fairness. Right. And you claim to have seen it, and you thought Wallace and Gromit were in it. No. They're in all the films. They were in Morph, you just haven't seen them so yet. You, so you, you, you can literally name no actor who. Who had a voice in Chicken Run? <laughs> um, in Chicken Run, there is uh, quite a large selection of chickens, many of whom are voiced by women. And I think that the woman who was in Little Voice would almost—I think Jane Horrocks would almost certainly be a chicken in, in Chicken Run. So I'm going to guess Jane Horrocks. That is correct. Jane Horrocks Yay. is a chicken in Chicken Run. I win the Chicken Run. Really festival. sounded like a guess. I can't believe you got that well, right. I also needed Amazing. help with the names. <laughs> Yeah, good one, Lena. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there were loads of uh, loads of chickens. You're saying that Wallace and Gromit weren't in it, though. That's uh, that's news to me. It's not a Wallace and Gromit film. Apparently. It's not a Wallace and Gromit film. Uh, if they are, they're not listed on the uh, they're not, <laughs> not listed on the IMDb list. They'll be kicking so. themselves. It's not always right, though, is it? IMDb. They might yeah, have sometimes you get like a cameo. Characters. <laughs> you get, you get which, an un, which, un... <laughs> off the top of your head. Which movie is it where they haven't mentioned the main character <laughs> on the cast list? Because I'd like to check. Just take it for granted. Well, like the wrong trousers. Right. They're not mentioned as the main characters in that, but That's obviously. True. But the trousers are the best bit, I think. The trousers are not listed. <laughs> they should be. The W, Mr. WT. The trouble himself. with the trouble with autonomous uh, drone type equipment is that they don't have good unions. They uh, they need they need better representation if they're going to get listed on IMDb. I mean, I really, I don't know. I've decided I dislike Wallace and Gromit. I think it's just because they're quite ugly. <laughs> I don't oh, like Gromit's Gromit. Gromit's a pretty dog. Gromit's not ugly. Gromit's, oh, Gromit's alright, but they, when they have the mouth open with all the teeth... I oh, Wallace's. Really yeah, Wallace has got a difficult uh, difficult um, bite, certainly. Yeah. But I think, I, I, I know a good Ardman film for you. You should definitely watch Chicken Run. <laughs> you might really they, enjoy it. Are they not chickens with teeth? <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Oh, I don't know. Have the chickens yeah. got teeth in Chicken Run? I don't know. I think it's all they can do, those creature comforts, guys. All they've all got It's all like um, tortoises with teeth and lions with teeth. Is it all the teeth that you... It. It's the teeth you don't like? It just really gives me a 
the chills. Wow. <laughs> really you got so you sort of got that one right. With a bit of help. Okay, let me see what our, what our question was about this. What TV show? You got two right answers for this one, so you've got double Ooh, the chance already? to be right. I haven't even answered yet. <laughs> two potential right okay, answers. Okay. What TV show is Los Pollos Humanos in? Los Pollos Humanos. Ah, oh, I know this. Yeah. That is a reference to Breaking Bad. Yes. And it's. Um, uh, I'm not totally sure you've nailed the pronunciation, but I'm not sure I could either. <laughs> it's a fast food joint in Breaking Bad. Has that answered the question, or did you want to know what? Uh, no, you're good. Yeah, you got you got Breaking Bad. There is another TV show that it's in. Ooh, um, is it also in Better Call Saul? That would make it sense is, because think, it's yeah. a prequel sequel. Yeah. I don't know which. Yes, Better Call Saul is a prequel. Takes place before, before Breaking Bad, yes. even though it has characters in even it. Even though it has characters, yeah, and the actors yeah. are obviously older than they were at the beginning of the seven-year show they just did. Yes, he is a bit older, isn't he? he I, I noticed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well done. You got that one yes. right. I won a point because Finally I've seen got Breaking Bad. Right. That's a TV show I've seen quite a lot of. I really enjoyed it. I thought Breaking Bad was good, and the best episode is the one with the fly. And we'll have no more debate about that. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, you. I have. Breaking yes. Breaking have you seen Better Call Saul? It's yes, I have. Yes. And is the best episode of both of those things the one with the fly? In the in the uh, in the factory. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a very good one, Layla. You shouldn't start with it because you have to kind of invest in the characters. It. I first. mean, I've seen them all. Um, wow. But yeah, you didn't it, jump it, in I, and, I didn't uh, want to get into this. It, no? <laughs> it's an arty episode for sure. No, it's quite fun. It's, I mean, a, it's a bottle episode. I believe that's I what we call it. I think we say bottle when we're talking pretentiously about uh, an enclosed space. Oh, you're, you're kind of stuck in it. I think that's called a. I think it's called a bottle episode. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. Single set episodes of TV shows. That's what they call it. I think we call them. Me and Lee, we call that a, we call it a bottle episode. Okay, let me use that. Um, oh yeah, okay. So this is our final question on the Easter quiz. And I, I know I'm not doing very well, but I feel like I'm really nailing this. Yeah, you this. are. You're doing well. You're you're, uh, you're you're doing better than most people. I think might. I've got one right yeah. without help <laughs> and right. some right with help. You got. I think you've got two right. I'm finding it crazy that this is taking longer to ask <laughs> than it did to write. Yeah. So. Well, that's because you know tangents. Conversation. <laughs> um, it's the nature of conversation. Uh, what Otherwise, <laughs> films would take a long time to write. <laughs> they probably do. They do. <laughs> oh Surely. yeah, they do. They probably take longer to write than they do. Hang on, I withdraw that statement. Wait a <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, they would take a long time to write, wouldn't they? <laughs> no, hang on. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re. re everything should take exactly the same length to write as to experience. That would be <laughs> really interesting. I didn't necessarily mean how long it takes to watch the film. I meant how long the action might play over several decades, such as, oh, such as the film Boyhood by yes. Link later. Yes. Uh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't assume that that takes however many decades to, to write the thing. That would be outrageous. But yes, I, anyway. I feel chastened. <laughs> what links? Silent yet Easter lambs, and uh, and the daffodil of Wales and Easter. I'm going to assume that your oblique <laughs> references here are to one of my favourite actors uh, from the United Kingdom. And his name. <laughs> you love him so much. <laughs> is Hannibal Lecter? He's yes. called. <laughs> He's called. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> yep, that was a relief. 
Wow, we really should have pitched these questions quite low. <laughs> You're so mean. Oh, I saw him the other day in, um, in, I've completely forgotten, it was really good. He's very good. <laughs> <laughs> quite a memorable performance. Great. In some Do you know thing. what he's good? There's a film called, I think it's called Magic, and he's a ventriloquist, and he's really young in it, and it's really creepy and Does amazing. Does he also do the voice of the dummy? Um, yeah, I think, well, he is the ventriloquist. He doesn't do his own voice. Um, and I can't remember if the dummy speaks ever or if it just has, because he, obviously he's got these amazing blue eyes and so is the dummy. And it's really like, yeah, especially when he was young, like really round blue eyes. And it, it's very, it's really interesting. And, they, and I think they're like in a sort of beach hut. And anyway, yeah, look it up. Anthony Hopkins, magic. Do you remember Meet Joe Black? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. He's in that. Is he good in it? He's all right. I mean, he's Anthony Hopkins, so he does yeah. a lot of chewing the furniture, overacting, uh, and it's with a very young Brad Pitt, which is quite good fun. Right. You might enjoy it. And Claire Filani. <laughs> is that her name? Is she the uh, the lady? The love interest. Yes. yes. From she was in Press Gang. She was in Press Gang. I was on my own view while I was watching it, and I was astonished that she was in Press Gang. What links to that thing you just mentioned and Meet Joe Black. Chicken, chicken Run? <laughs> um, Anthony Hopkins, maybe? He wasn't in Chicken Run. Um, Clarice Starling was played by Jodie Foster. I'm going to assume that she was in no, Chicken no, Run. No, no. What, what links Claire Filani, Fiani, <laughs> with Chicken Run? Were they? So if she was in Press Gang, maybe Dexter Fletcher was in Chicken Run. No, you're on the right lines. If she was in Press Gang, maybe. <laughs> Um, Julia Sawala yes. was in Press Gang and also in Chicken Run. Yes. I win Nailed the it. internet. <laughs> I feel like I've made up for all of those uh, massively uncertain answers to very easy, obvious questions that our <laughs> listeners will be very disappointed in me for. That's good. I'm glad I remembered the name Julia Sawala. Yeah. I saw her sister, Nadia Sawala, yes. on a flight somewhere once and she was very nice. Did you speak to her? No, she, she just looks nice. nice. <laughs> she was being very affable oh, and friendly. She wasn't being horrible to anybody. She didn't assault anyone <laughs> in my presence. I, I love that kind of like when you, because you think about celebrities, you think in real life they're total assholes. Yep. And so it's always a surprise. Yes. <laughs> it's always a pleasant surprise. Hello, this is Simon out of Trev and Simon. Sorry Trev can't be here today, but he's dead. This is Shift Run Stop. Shift Run Stop. It's snack time, and I've brought with me some chocolatey treats to uh, to taste. Hopefully, things that you haven't seen before. Okay. Uh, this one is, I think, you're probably most likely to have already already sampled in your spare time, which is a Cadbury Dairy Milk Oreo Mini Egg. Have you come across these before? I have not. It's the it's the mini Cadbury's cream egg uh, form factor, but stuffed with Oreo stuffing, which uh, maybe fondant stuffing. I'm looking nice. forward to uh, giving them a go. I like the fact that they're very upfront about the fact this is dairy milk chocolate. The yellow sort of glowing sunrise around the word Oreo suggests it's got caramel in, but I think um, maybe it doesn't. It's like you say, it's just kind of feels. Now, I haven't tried one of these. The filling, I think it does taste of Oreo. I think the fondant is almost like the, the filling of an Oreo biscuit. And then it's sprinkled with uh, crushed up Oreo inside. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's proper dairy milk 
on the uh, the outer yeah. shell of the, of the egg. It's um, that's really good. It's a, um, it's harder than the uh, filling normally would be in an Oreo. Though. It's possibly just very cold. <laughs> like in sub-zero temperatures, it just freezes up. I like the the shell is very thick, which is really nice. So there's not a massive amount of filling. Because it's about an inch high. <laughs> The ratio feels about right. I think if you were to have a Cambridge cream egg sized one of these, it would be too much fondant filling, not enough chocolate. I, I, yeah, for me, it was a bit of a, a head buck because I, my mouth was expecting it to be a Cambridge cream egg and then Ooh, it wasn't. It inside. was not. So there was a bit of a dissonance. Which I like. I like yeah. it in food. Okay. I, I, I kind of, I think I still prefer the, the, the golden ocean of the Cadbury's cream egg filling. Now, personally. it's funny you should say golden uh -huh. ocean of a Cadbury's cream oh. egg filling. What I've got for you next are some Galaxy Golden Eggs. Oh, have perfect. you seen these? I have seen these. Are these new this year? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I didn't have they one last nice, year. They I didn't are. have one last year and I was quite excited to see something that looks like you should unwrap it, but it seems to be golden. So you can eat the gold. Golden, um, oh wow, golden paint. Yeah, they've spray painted a bunch <laughs> edible of chocolate. Gold paint. Well, I mean, I'm assuming I can't. Like those edible gold macaroons we had at Christmas. It says galaxy chocolate with crunchy caramel rolled in gold. What do you think? No, I'm not. I don't think caramel should be crunchy. I think toffee should be crunchy. Caramel, stay in your own lane. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Ooh. I like caramels. Stay in your box, caramel. Yeah. No, your place. They're not so, unpleasant. A bit gritty. The other, uh, the thing it, it reminds me of is the dime yeah. uh, Cadbury mini Cadbury cream eggs with dime flakes in. Those are quite good. And I think that's just chocolate with little flakes of, uh, of caramel in. Oh, now Lee's, Lee's pulled out a surprise out of his pocket here. Stuff well. So uh, I picked up um, Milka and Dime. Ooh, it's like Dime. a bar. Yeah. So it's so instead of uh, the Cadbury's dime, which we've seen recently, this is the Milka and dime. Now, are they both Mondelez products? By I any believe chance? they are. Is that probably yes. what's happened here? Their rivalry is entirely fake. <laughs> Cadbury's, Cadbury's chocolate and uh, Milka chocolate—it's all going in the same direction, it's really. It's like it's like Milka is kind of like effectively what Europeans would have instead of Cadbury's. I'm excited to try it. Can I can I break so it off? Break off a bit. <laughs> Ooh, that's quite a large chunk of dime in there. Oh my god, it's really hard. Right. Ooh, I like it. I'm very familiar with the dairy milk dime combo. I think I prefer the milker and dime. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's quite biscuity. Mm. We, we have a little tray of the mini dime bars um, in the front of the office for visitors. Did you go to Ikea at some point and pick yeah. up a pick well, I don't up know a, if that's where they came from, but I find it very difficult to walk past without taking one. I like them a lot. Okay, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to chocolate eggs. My oh, can I just say about dime? Please. Isn't the thing about dime that's nice that they're so flat and thin yeah. and kind of melts in the mouth, whereas this milker and dime combo yeah. seems to, you know, ignore the nice thing about dime for me. Well, it's, it's a, flat, a slab melted. of. A it's slab made of... into a brick. Uh, it's like making an after eight, you know, the, the thickness of a. <laughs> But uh, York like an entirely cube, yeah. cubic after Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a missed point of what when, a dime is. When I eat a dime bar, I'm always disappointed by the ratio of 
uh, filling hard stuff I don't know what you would call that yeah. to chocolate I always yeah. want more chocolate uh, what I like about the milk and dime combo uh, is it's little bits of dime yeah. broken up with loads and loads of chocolate around it um, and that's uh, I mean to me that's very satisfying I like to um, I like to bite the chocolate on the dime and have it just slide off get the slab of chocolate yeah. off the top of the dime bar yeah. you know there's a lot of there's a lot of um, childhood kind of like um, sweets where the deconstruction is uh, is part of the ritual like uh, the way that some people will eat Kit Kats is that they will they will nibble the chocolate off and leave the wafer yeah that's a patient person who's nibbling the chocolate off a Kit Kat yeah yeah that happens so it's easy to do with a Kit Kat chunky it's, easy, yes. ah. it's almost as if chunky was designed yeah. for that that okay. behaviour well I'm going to join your club here because I have never eaten a Mars bar without eating the nougat first <laughs> and then rolling the caramel chocolate oh, wow. top into a ball and then eating that afterwards wow I would have done it the other way yeah. around well you'd be missing out <laughs> <laughs> because then you'd be left with a mouthful of nougat whereas if you eat the nougat first you get a special treat at the end yeah, oh that's so planned that's like an intelligence test like what they give to kids you know like would you would you to eat the sweet now or would you wait and then have two later yeah uh, going back to uh, chocolate eggs i've got a third chocolate egg confection for you which is a smarties mini egg which i think might be new uh, these are these are orange flavored smarties in the shape of an egg shape and it's bright orange well not bright orange kind of uh, how do you describe that pet sort of oh it is like it's, it's, it is like a big smarty yeah surely this will offend you as well though. that's great yeah because it's well no smarties oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I think it's skittles smarties are small <laughs> chocolate discs they are but they've got too much shell and not enough chocolate whereas in egg form <laughs> They've added to the chocolate ratio. You just like chocolate I more do than like anything chocolate. else. So this <laughs> I is think your they season. shouldn't put the shell on Smarties. <laughs> I think they should make them like Galaxy, what are they called, counters? With the, oh, the shellless yeah. minstrels? Yeah, they're nice. They're way better. I've got one last egg confection, uh, which is... Oh, turns out it's not egg-shaped. I thought <laughs> I'd picked up a fourth type of egg, but actually I've got some Reese's peanut butter Reister bunnies. Notice the play on words well there. Done. Very good. I wonder how long it came to took for them to come up with that. Okay, so this is a individually wrapped couple of The, the cartoon bunny on the, uh, on the packaging bears very little resemblance to the cartoon <laughs> bunny that, that the, uh, the, the mould actually produces. Yeah, it's, it's like they've changed their mind part way through. It's a different said, style, yeah. We're, we're having none of this, like, crazy bunny. Let, let's go for a more sedate bunny. His ears are perky versus flopped over. That's a... It's a totally different breed of bunny. It's yeah, like they're a, not even the yeah. same. A lop-eared, mad-eyed... I think we wouldn't notice. I suppose the, the lop shape lends itself more to the square mould, though. But, <laughs> yeah, and they've forgotten to mirror that on the on the front. Mm. I quite like the uh, Reese's. I think they, they, they've got a good thing going at, at, at the Reese's Corporation. Who, who That's owns really that? nice. It's got peanut... Like, obviously, the peanut filling that you get with Reese's things. Hershey. It's soft. Not too much chocolate. Not too much chocolate. Yeah, in general, not a huge fan of American chocolate and Hershey's. I don't think I don't think they make good chocolate. But when you've got enough peanut butter in the middle, you can't really taste the chocolate, and so that's okay with me. That's yeah, good. nice. So Thanks, Rue. I have brought um, what is the kind of lint equivalent of a Freddo, the uh, the lint yeah. bunny paw. Wow. 
which is I've never had one of these, but I've got three of them. Uh, three for a pound. Oh, it's like um, nice packaging, like you'd expect from mints. Individual, sort of smaller than a wagon wheel. Um, oh, this is just solid chocolate. That's a, a nice, hefty lump of chocolate. It looks like it's just a lump of chocolate. Right, okay. That's really good. And it says for you. Oh my god! Look <laughs> at <laughs> shocked faces. <laughs> it's um, it's definitely thicker than a Freddo. Yeah. That's like, oh, that's yeah. like two Freddos. Top each other. Mm. <laughs> it's like really making a beast with two backs. It's really it's good. It's really nice. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, it's so strong, I can't bite into it. But it looks like um, the impression, it looks like it's been cast from the impression of a three toed animal um, in some mud. It's like a footprint made of chocolate. They are very strongly hinting that it is that the animal in question is a bunny. I know, but I, I feel like bunnies probably have more than three toes. I don't know though. No expert. Well, hey, let's sir. check. Look at another cartoon rabbit from Mmm. And also, I've got the. Um, That's yummy, thank you. Lovely. I'm still, I'm still digesting that. It's huge. <laughs> oh, I can't. It's literally a mouth. That's a huge amount of chocolate. For listeners playing along at home, that's that's 20 grams apparently. To me, that feels like a heavier thing, but because it's almost pop in your mouth a ball, it's really good. I think Linton making they're making some good chocolate. Mm. Also, doesn't fall foul of the um, of my one Easter hate. Yep. Mugs. Uh, no mugs mug. with Easter eggs. What the hell? They're still doing it year after okay. year. Mug and an Easter egg. Mug and an Easter egg. You need a mug, and it's quite nice a having a, a chocolate brownie mug. Nobody ever really needs a mug. You, I mean, are you supposed to melt the Easter egg down? Is it like a set? Is it like a kit for making Ooh, a hot it's just, chocolate it's just, it's, it's just, It's just extra value, isn't it? It's perceived value. No, you're paying for a mug. Stick a doing? mug in it. Stick a. It's like, why couldn't they put something useful? I don't know, like a, like a USB drive or something. <laughs> 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 Your OPSEC, Lee, is terrifying. <laughs> no, but like, if you, if, if you were going to have something packaged with an Easter egg in order to make it feel like a better value, what would you prefer it to be? Because certainly I am sick of mugs. Okay, I've got one. iPhone case. But would it be the right model of iPhone? <laughs> well, you'd have to select. There'd be a wide range of <laughs> Easter eggs. Okay, right. <laughs> First of all, you select your chocolate. I'm quite partial. <laughs> To uh, Cadbury's Crunchy, yeah. um, or maybe a, maybe a Cadbury's Cream Egg, and I'd expect maybe to have maybe to have one or two Cadbury's Cream Eggs, and then a very very wide shelf full of all the different types of Android right. and iPhone, <laughs> <laughs> just for just for the Cadbury's Cream Egg, and then the row below is the same thing, ideally with the same in the same order. Yeah, the charges. Uh, well, <laughs> I was thinking, you've still got the iPhone cases in yeah. the same order, but the row below is maybe your um, your bounties, or um, more realistically from the same company, maybe a twirl. Um, and so it's a matrix system where you've got <laughs> left to right, it's iPhone by generation, yeah. from three <laughs> to, to X. Yeah, because, because to be fair, you know, children often get the hand-me-down iPhones. Ah, so yeah, yeah, they stay in circulation. So they'll, that you'll want to be have to support some you of the older iPhones with your, yeah, with, your, with your Easter cases. And then up 
and down on the shelf in this in this matrix is um, by <laughs> by deliciousness the chocolate bar <laughs> that you get with the case. And I think you could fill entire Tesco's with just this alone, and it would be very profitable. <laughs> I, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced that that is in terms of a business plan, but it, but there are no wrong answers, are there? Well, I mean, it's surprising that the Apple Store hasn't branched into, <laughs> into chocolate, chocolate that goes with their products. I mean, it wouldn't cost very much to make a chocolate uh, MacBook Air. Which <laughs> <laughs> weighs four kilograms. I mean, you could literally have it with like holes in. So I'm sure we talked about this on the show before. It sounds very familiar. You could make. Rue's <laughs> actually crying with laughter, like, amusing himself. Sorry. Um, you could have um, uh, like an Aero MacBook yeah. Air. Right. Collaboration. Aero. You think you're plagiarising your MacBook own? Aero? Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. I've just estimated four kilos for a MacBook Air. I think I might have might no, have over over egged it. I think it might be one. Yeah, that sounds more right. I mean, mine's. In my bag, I can easily move it around with one arm without feeling like I'm weightlifting. Yeah, and that's made of metal, whereas chocolate is made of yeah. <laughs> made of chocolate. An aero chocolate is made of chocolate and air, so that will be yeah. half the weight again. Also, is it important that the, the weight is exactly the same? <laughs> with the so it's some kind of prank, or uh, to get it through, I don't know, to, to trick the self-checkout machine at Apple Shop. You Put can get a chocolate on one it. instead of a put the silicon case on the uh, on the identically sized air and then um, leave it on a train maybe as a marketing publicity stunt or as a way of um, of catching thieves yes <laughs> trick them with a chocolate map they'll try looking into their Facebook and they'll be like it's not working and then it takes a photo of them somehow because this chocolate also is actually a computer find my chocolate macbook is that what so whenever Easter comes, we might we might try and get this out around then. So hopefully the uh, the snacks will give you enough time to get them while they're on sale. You've been listening to Shift Run Stop, shiftrunstop.co.uk.